Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Coming at you again with a reoccurring now co-host of mine, Ethan Short. Ethan, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I uh, actually just got back from one of the breweries downtown here in Fairfax, Virginia. Um, feeling a little sauced, so this could be a pretty interesting episode, but uh, excited to be back. Awesome. Yeah, took last week off. Not a, I mean, there was some stuff going on, but uh, we can't just ramble at you about uh playoff hockey and playoff basketball every week but this week we got we're just gonna chatter at you with some nba playoffs some nhl playoffs and then we're going to give you our top a list of our top 10 sports cities uh obviously in the united states uh and that's going to be a, a combined list so we're going to configure that here on the show should be pretty interesting, so you'll make sure to stick around for that. Or, I mean, if you really don't give a fuck, you can skip to it right now if you really feel like it. Um, Ethan, feeling saucy, you said. What uh, What do you have? What are you I'm actually, on? yeah, I'm drinking on a uh, Samuel Adams Beach Session IPA. I bought their summer mix pack or whatever you want to call it. It's got a few good... Uh, few good different drinks they have a lemon rattler in there that was pretty good um this is actually all i have left is the beach session ipas but not too bad all right i i don't drink a lot of sam adams but uh i almost snagged that the gas station today on my way home it's been first of all it's been a long day got pulled over today on my way to work because my lazy ass didn't want to put i didn't put on my plates so I still had my expired temp tags from when I bought my new car and they mm-hmm. expired last month. And I was just like, that's just sheer laziness on my part. Sorry about that. Uh, but of course, you know, it was just, it was a County Sheriff pulled me over, had to give me a hard time about it. Yep. Then just day at work. I was like, do you know what I'm craving? I'm craving some Zwickle. And for ah. those of you who don't know, yep. uh, St. Louis uh, craft brewery has some, it's beer called Zwickle, whatever. It's a Bavarian style lager actually. Nice. Craving that gas station I stopped by on the way home, fucking all out of it. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop by and I haven't had a good old shock top in a while. So that's uh, fine. Yep. No Fair oranges enough. though. I don't have any oranges. It is what it is. Um the brewery that we were at tonight had some good uh some good uh was pilsners is that i was looking for couldn't think of the, Not word. the one we went to when um, we were out there yeah no it was a uh it was the one downtown it's called ornery brewery it's more laid back pretty uh pretty quiet restaurant actually it was a nice spot we took our seniors out for dinner um because they're graduating this week so had a nice time got back and uh here we are figured i'd keep drinking so 
here we are. Shout out Ornery uh, Brewery. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into things. Uh, NBA talk. The conference semifinals finished up at the end of last week. Obviously, we got the conference finals kicking off tonight. Well, when you hear this, it'll be Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Heat Celtics going on right now. Um, didn't really surprise me a whole lot with how the Bucks kind of just pl- were playing in that series. Missing Chris Middleton, they did not look very good. So not surprised at all by this matchup. Yeah, I I was kind of, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that I was still big on, even as a Celtics fan, thinking that the Bucks would still take that series even without Chris Middleton. But watching them throughout that series since the last time that we talked about it, you know, they really just fell flat. Giannis looked gassed in game, I want to say it was game four, six, and seven, the three games that the Celtics won there towards the end. I believe it was those three, but he just looked gassed. And, you know, he can't do it all by himself. Drew Holiday was okay in the series. Very, very big on the defensive end in game five that put them up three to two. So I'll give him credit for that. But otherwise, that that team just, I mean, they just looked flat, especially in game seven. And when you're letting a guy like Grant Williams shoot, what was it 16 wide open threes um hard, hard to win he, a game i think he had, he, i think he attempted 18 yeah total. i yeah i think he hit and i think he hit eight of them so it's just it's crazy to me that you even get that many threes most of them open um for a guy like that who who is just more of a role player and granted he stepped up when you needed him but yeah it, it just seemed like the bucks fell flat in that game seven yeah after uh after game six whenever they let al horford just dominate all over them in Milwaukee. I was just like, it's it's done for. I knew when they were going to go back to uh, Boston that it was it was over. So that didn't surprise me at all. Even though I think we had when we had talked about it, I said I thought the Bucks were going to take the series. I believe maybe I don't yeah. remember. I, I knew it was going to be a good series, but just the way that they played, obviously, they kind of kind of saw it leaning that way. Heat, on the other hand, you said that the Heat possibly were going to sweep them. I said I wouldn't be surprised if they stole two games or if the 76ers <laughs> stole two games. That's exactly what happened. Yep. So uh called that one. Um, and then we were completely wrong on in the Western side of the, yep. of the bracket. Completely yep. wrong. Both games went set. No. He, or Warriors went six. Went six. Yeah, they went yeah. six. But, but just put up be. an abysmal performance in game five. They, I mean, they they looked like the like the Suns looked in Game Seven against the Mavs. That Game Five for the Warriors against the uh, the Grizzlies was just horrific. Luckily, they came out in Game Six and looked good. Same can't be said for the Suns. Game Seven scoring twenty seven points and a half is it's it's just not a good look for anybody on that team, especially for Chris Paul. And the way that Chris Paul played in that series was was not good for his legacy, in my opinion. Yeah, and I tweeted that out from the podcast um, from our from the account that night. I'm just like, how? Like, what does this do? Is this just like it's almost like completely just trashing his legacy at this point? Like, yes, he is a good player, but and I'm not I'm not the one to be like, oh, you have to do good in the postseason to have a good legacy. But I mean, he is far from just like doing okay in the postseason. Like, he just shits the bed completely. Yeah, and it's it sucks because he he does have a great regular season legacy. I mean, he's he's one of the best point guards of all time. I <laughs> it's it's hard to put him in the top ten, but he might be top ten 
point guards of all time. But when he gets to the playoffs, he, he it's almost like he's a completely different player. And especially this year that this series against the Grizzlies was a mess. Just, just to put it nicely. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, and the, the teams he's had to do it with is just like he had Lob City when the Clippers, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crawford, all those guys uh, still couldn't put it together. Um, and then these two these two teams with the Suns now back to back years, back to back playoffs where they have blown a two nothing series lead, which I know isn't crazy, but when you get out in front of a team two zero in the series. All you got to do is win two of the next five. It shouldn't be that tough. Uh, and they just seem to not be able to get it done year in, year out. Uh, so I don't know what it is. It's, I think what he had one point at halftime of that game. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, him having one point, but then also just the Suns having 27 points at halftime was a, when Lucas tie in your team and scoring in an entire half as a problem especially in an Eastern Conference or Western Conference semifinals. Yeah, I mean, they just got completely outclassed in all different ways. But, I mean, as far as the the legacy for Chris Paul, what do you do you think that he – I mean, obviously, yes, great, great point guard. Like you said, top ten, possibly all time. Uh, do you think it's tarnishing it at all? Are people going to look back and be like, ah, eh, 20, 30 years, like kind of forget the name because he never won a championship. So I don't I don't know if it'll be you know, and it's funny because I heard I heard this talk earlier this morning actually um on one of the earlier ESPN radio uh like news things, whatever you want to call it. I'm blanking right now. Um is that I don't know if it'll necessarily tarnish his legacy. He's he's gonna be one of those guys that we'll probably talk about in 10 20 30 years but it's going to be one of those talks of like great player but think about all that he could have been had he won a championship um it's going to be one of those one of those kind of let down careers of what what could have been had he led that clippers team to a championship had he led the suns team i, I would have said more so last year than this year granted this year was probably the year to do it i thought last year was the year to do it as well so um, you know, what could have been, was he the guy that should have stepped up? A lot of people might argue that this was Devin Booker's team to lead. I, I would argue against that because Chris Paul has more of that veteran presence. He has more of the capability of being there before in that, in that environment to lead them to a championship or at least a finals appearance. I, I granted, I know they went to the finals last year, but um, this year really just seemed like the year and they just kind of fell flat when it mattered most. Yeah, and now it's like you almost got to think like, is this Suns team damaged goods? You gotta, you gotta kind of not completely blow it up, but I mean, really start from scratch and just build the team. Because you obviously you're gonna have to build the team around Devin Booker. You're not gonna get rid of Devin Booker, but like everyone else, I think my years almost have to be like, all right, Chris Paul, you couldn't get the job done. DeAndre Ayton, and Jay Crowder, all of those guys, and just kind of rebuild around Devin Booker because this team can't win in the playoffs two years in a row after having a 2-0 series lead. Yep. Well, I mean, they're obviously, they're obviously not going to get it done. So I think that, uh, one, I think they're stuck with Chris Paul for at least another year. I, next year, I believe his contract is fully guaranteed. So 
I think they're going to have to just ride with Chris Paul for at least one more year. Again, they're like you said, they're not getting rid of Booker. One person that I could see them moving on from is DeAndre Ayton. And it, and it's not because necessarily DeAndre Ayton's a bad player. You know, his efficiency the last few years has been nearly identical um, in back-to-back years in that I believe his his field goal percentage is sitting somewhere around 67%, um, which, which is a very solid field goal percentage for somebody who is a center. But the Suns just don't utilize it. They don't run an offense that is built around a center to be able to move the ball in and out. Um, they're very guard focused. So if you're not committed to him, don't pay him. That, and that's my big thing. And they're, they're going to have to pay him out if they want to keep him next year. So I think you got to move on from Aiton and you got to find some sort of replacement. And if you want to build on your outside because you are committed to, to guard play, then do so. Um, but find yourself a quality enough center to still get the job done without overpaying them. Yeah, and I was, I agree. And I was listening to something this morning again too. I forgot what, whatever the fuck it was. Listening to so much shit, um, but it's like kind of the way that the league, like the direction the league is heading in, is like if you don't have five shooters on the floor at all times, it's gonna be hard to compete and win in this league. And I mean, obviously DeAndre Ayton is not the guy that's gonna spot up jump shooter like anywhere on the court. He's a guy that plays down low, so. I think they're going to have to kind of go away from them, get a big man that can shoot the ball. Um, what Was it a bust of a draft pick looking back at it? No, because they did kind of turn things around and, you know, they've made successful playoff runs the last couple of years. But to yep. look at the guys that were drafted after him, you got Luca, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young, uh, just right after him, immediates. And then there's obviously some more impact players down the road, but those three alone. Uh, right. Just imagine what they could have done to that team. Yeah, it's it's not unfortunate in a way, I guess, because you did get quality minutes out of DeAndre Ayton. While oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's bad. Yeah, especially he's not going to take you there. No, no, he's not. You you rely on guys like Booker and Paul to take you there, and then you and then you need depth. And granted, I think the Suns team was pretty deep, but they didn't show up when it mattered most. In Game Seven, you know, guys like Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, they they didn't show up almost as much as Chris Paul didn't show up, and so um, you can't rely on Devin Booker to do all of the heavy lifting. And granted, he didn't really play his part either. Um, but yeah, I mean, they you, were... you can't rely on. Although I say you can't rely on one guy, but it seems like the Mavs did. So <laughs> again, um, yeah, and you're uh, yeah. taking you're relying. You let a guy beat you who you passed on in the draft, which. Is, kind of crazy to think about yep. like that did come back That's- to bite him a little bit um but neither here nor there uh the Mavs advanced now they're playing the Warriors who we can touch on that series a little bit Warriors versus Grizzlies a series that I think we both thought was going to be an absolute just ass stomping uh after you know the first game whenever the Grizzlies put everything together had everything the Warriors were shooting terribly and then they still ended up at the win the series ends up going six games. Uh, John Morant got hurt, which is kind of crazy that that team plays as well as they do without John Morant. I guess my thing, the only thing I can say about that is his the much, as much of a defensive liability as he is, and that's really it. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is because I, and I don't think John Morant's the issue necessarily, but I, I have seen a lot of talk, and you're absolutely right, that when he's not on the floor, it's almost like they – they play more as a team and 
you know, that's that's to no discredit of job, but um they came out in game five and they looked incredible and they shut down the Warriors and and maybe it was just an off night for the Warriors. I don't want to discredit the Grizzlies defense, but it very well could have just been an off night for their offense because then they came out in game six and Clay looked like 2018 Clay. Um and yeah. and kind of he was kind of really the focal point of that game six that helped them get to the Western Conference Finals. Um so I, th- I think the Grizzlies had a good run. I think that they they have a good future ahead of them, especially if they can start to build some more pieces around Ja. But it I, I never thought it was their year. So I, I can't say I'm surprised with the outcome. Yeah, I don't think that they were going to make the run. As soon as the Warriors got like started heating up at the end of the year. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. I kind of knew that they were going to, they were going to go on this run. So warrior. Now let's talk about the matchups ahead of us. Uh, now that we got that in the past, uh, we'll start with the Celtics heat series. Ethan, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You uh, are a fan and cheer for the Celtics. So we'll get your opinion on it non-biased how do you feel about the series i i do feel good i think that for me the bucks were the team that the celtics really had to beat in the eastern conference to to make a run at the finals i think it's going to be a tough series obviously celtics this season in the regular season had the number one ranked defense in terms of efficiency but the heat had the number three ranked defense in terms of efficiency and we're kind of seeing that tonight um as as you know obviously we're recording it on tuesday night you guys will hear this on wednesday um or whenever you hear it but right now the halftime score i believe is just like 62 to 54 um and even though 54 celtics are shooting almost 60 percent from the field yeah um and and even though you hear those numbers the the defense in this game from what i've seen so far has has still been good um they've just gotten good shots on both ends of the floor and I think we'll start to see that throughout this series. So, you know, again, gambling podcast, little little side piece. I would take the under, depending on what it is. If it's in anywhere in the two twelve range, I'm taking the under on the on this series every single game. 
Um, I don't know what it was tonight. I didn't get the chance to bet it. Obviously, it was super I busy this evening. I think it was but... like 209 or something. So if it's that it was, low, that's It was in between 205 and 210. I know that for sure. I personally took the – I saw everyone and their brother on Twitter on the first half under, which was 99 points. And I'm like, man, that's – I get that, that there are two teams that play good defense, but I'm like, that's pretty low. So I took Gamble, saw everyone on the first half under, took the first half over. And look what happened. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, both teams shooting well percentage wise, but if you're looking at three point percentage, both doing pretty bad. The Celtics right now, just at halftime, have 42 points in the paint, 42 wow. of their 62. So they're going to, the Heat are going to have to do something. Bam's going to have to step up. Outside of that, like, I don't really know who else, who else has length on that team that's going to yeah. be able to guard down low. Well, and I was going to say that's a big issue, especially since Robert Williams is back because they have Robert Williams back. Now Al Horford can, one, not play as many minutes as he has been. Granted, he's been great when he's been in, but dude, dude is older, so we don't expect him to play 40 minutes every night in the playoffs. So you've got Robert Williams that can help with that. And also Robert Williams is just a presence down low. He he is a big dude. He's lanky. Um, he's a big defensive presence, but also if you can overpower, overpower Bam on the offensive end, you're going to get you're going to get quality minutes and hopefully quality buckets out of Robert Williams down low as well. Yeah. I, I'm just surprised that like the heat or the got the, got the seed that they did just looking at their roster. I it's zero threat to me, honestly at all. Like, I don't think it's dangerous. I think Boston takes this series. I would say probably Boston and it's not even going to go seven. I'd say six. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, if it were five, only reason that being that I think it's going to be six is because the heat do have home court advantage. So, uh, but yeah, I think Celtics takes us take the series, not to say that the heat will have some good games, but uh, this is a, this will be a huge win for the Celtics. If they can win game one on the road for sure. Yeah, that, well, that was my thought process too. And, you know, you look at Jimmy Butler, he's been kind of out of his mind this playoffs. I think he's averaging around 29 points seven boards and like five assists in the playoffs, which is just insane. Even, even Tatum's averages are just below that. But if, if they can lock up Jimmy Butler, put Marcus smart on him, even, even put Jalen Brown on him. Who's had a really good defensive year as well. um, Who who else are the heat going to go to, right? You can't really necessarily go to bam down low because of the presence that the Celtics have in the paint. Tyler Harrow, sixth man of the year. Cool. He hasn't, he has not shown up in these playoffs. He's going to have to, if they want to do anything. Um, and then yeah. Kyle Lowry out right now. And there's questions if he'll even play in the series. And then you got Victor Oladipo who great player, but he's not the same player he was with the Pacers. So um, no. it's, it's just, it's, I, I am with you 100% that um, don't want to jinx my team. I'm always hesitant to say that, oh yeah, like Celtics and five Celtics and six, but I, I truly believe it's, it's one of those two, five or six. So. Yeah. I mean, they just seem like a patched up team that full of like young guys and like, kind of like scrappy vets. I don't think they can get the job done. So uh, we're going Celtics there. And then we can talk about the Warriors and Mavs. Um, we obviously, you know, we downplayed the Mavs in the last series. We thought that they didn't seem a chance. Um, and then we thought also we were too high on the Warriors. However, I just don't know if they're gonna, if they're going to be able to just rely on Luka for the whole series against them. Yeah, it's going to take a lot from Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie, which is kind of what happened in Game 7. 
granted, we know that yeah. Luca went off in game seven, but Spencer Dinwiddie had a really good game in game seven. And if they want to compete with the Warriors, knowing all the pieces the Warriors have, they're going to have to have big games out of those two because Luca's not going to be able to do it on his own. No, you're just not going to be able to keep up with the firepower that the Warriors have. So, I mean, just just out of, you know, instinct, I'm going to take the Warriors. I'll, I'll take them in six as well, just because I do think that the that the Mavs can snag a couple games. Uh, just if, I mean, if, if all if everything's a go for them one night and they're scoring on all cylinders, they'll be able to to put them away. Um, so there yeah. you have it. There's some there's some NBA talk. You got anything else to add on that series? No, the only thing I was going to say is is that the the one thing that's going to be really tough for the Mavericks is the ability that the Warriors have for anybody to go off on any given night. You might try to lock down Clay, or you might try to lock down Steph, but then you've got Jordan Poole that might go off one night. Even Wiggins, as inconsistent as he is, he, he there might be a night where he drops 25. It's just so hard to guard the Warriors when you don't know who's going to have that night, or maybe all of them will have that night, and then suddenly you're left trying to guard four guys with with two quality defensive players and and nothing outside of that, so... I, I'm in agreement with you. I think Warriors in six. I, I really think it could be five. Um, I don't see a sweep, but five five is realistic for that series. Five is realistic. They just can't uh, play down to their opponents like they did in the last series. Like they can't have nights where Clay and Steph are shooting like two for you know eighteen combined. So, but yeah, I agree. Um, so there's that. We want to touch a little bit also on some NHL talk we got for you guys um nhl playoffs obviously going on we didn't touch on a couple weeks ago because we wanted to wait a little bit until some of the teams got narrowed down now uh it's full-fledged we're we're go blues won the first round we're obviously big blues fans from st louis area so sorry if we kind of cover the blues and that side of the bracket more than anyone else but (laughs) blues versus avalanche Lightning versus Panthers, and then you got the uh, Rangers and Hurricanes and Oilers and Flames. Uh, let's talk. Let's let's cover some Blues Avs talk right now. This game's going on. First period just started. Um, everyone's talking about you know Avalanche team to beat. Yada yada yada. Are you? Do you have any hope or any optimism at all that the Blues can win this series? I do, and. The biggest thing that comes out of it for me is just how hot the Blues have been coming out of the regular season. And I I know that their last series went seven, but they still they still played well overall. And I think that they have the edge when it comes to goalie. So if they can have good goalie play out of Bennington or Huso, then I think that they stand a good chance. Now, my confidence level is... Uh, is not super high because of how dominant that the avalanche have looked not even just yeah. in this first round, but just in the regular season in general. So I'm not going to go out on a limb and be like, Oh yeah, blues got this or even like blues and seven, but, but I think the blues put up a good fight. And even if they don't win, if this game goes six or seven, I'm not going to be satisfied as a fan, but, but I'll be happy with the effort. If they get swept or losing five, I'll be a little bit less happy with the effort. Yeah. I mean, the blues got swept we got swept by the avalanche last year. So as long, I mean, I, I won't be happy with a loss regardless in the series, yep. 
Uh, like you said, I'll be a little bit more satisfied. I would like for it to go six, five. I'd still be a little bit disappointed in, uh, to go six would be great. Uh, Bennington standing on his head already early in this series. You should see him out here looking like 2018 Bennington, 2019 Bennington. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully let's see, let's see how it goes, but just the threats that the avalanche have, it's kind of hard to, to deny. Um, I just can't, I can't picture another fucking Stan Kroenke owned team. Mm -mm. Winning, winning a title. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Even if they do beat the Blues, as long as they don't win at all, because anything that has to do with the Cronky Walton family, uh, we're not about, not about it at all. Nope. So we got that going on. Obviously, I'll. I mean, I'll say Avs and Avs and six, but I would like, I would like Blues to. I would obviously like the Blues to win. I'm, I'm gonna bet on the Blues almost every game, just because the sheer value is gonna be there. Like tonight yep. they were plus one ninety, and even even on the puck line uh, plus one and a half they were minus it was minus one thirty. I'm like you can't pass that up, so I took them both. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of it's going to depend on who the winner of tonight is. You know, Blues on the road. Um, if they can get home ice technically with a win here in game one, that could be a big momentum shift for the rest of the series. Not necessarily going to be a game changer, but, but it could down the road in terms of how this series plays out. So big, big game one tonight thing with the wild. But then we went up, they went to the wild game one, won it on the road. Yes. They did drop the next two, but then they won the next three. So it's like that just, it, it's definitely a setback and boom, blue score. One oh, no way. Yeah. Amazing. That's no. <laughs> All right. So there we go. There baby. We go. Uh, looks like O'Reilly. Sounds like Trav's got the uh, Blues game covered while I got the Celtics game covered. So we're we're yeah. well-rounded here on this podcast tonight. There we go. I want to make sure real quick before we move on. <laughs> oh well, God. while you're making bad. sure, we've got I'm, – I'm assuming the next game we're going to talk about is probably the Battle of Alberta. We got the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers in the second round of the series coming up off of a uh, Calgary win against Dallas – Obviously went seven. The Edmonton game against LA also went seven. Um, both Canada teams coming out on top in the first round of the series. Now we head into the second round. Connor McDavid with the Oilers, arguably the best player in the NHL, up against this Calgary Calgary Flames team. I cannot say that. That's a tough. It is a very so. tough word to say if you've had more than one beer. And I have had plenty tonight. So, so, but yeah, I mean. If I'm if I'm wanting somebody to win, I just hope they both lose because I don't. I'm just I'm rooting against can, Canadian teams, Canadians. <laughs> uh, but if I had to pick a side, man, that's tough because the Flames didn't look great against the Stars. No, they really did, and that was the team that I thought was probably going to have the best first round out of all of them, um, at least on the Western side. So. So if, well, I mean, if I had avalanche, to pick a team, but yeah, I, I mean, that's a given. I don't even yeah. think the Predators, the Predators didn't even go into that series thinking they stood a chance. No. Um, but like you said, Connor McDavid, Oilers, arguably one of the better players, maybe the best player in the NHL. I would go on. I don't even know what the series line is off the top of my head, but I think they're probably, I mean, I would imagine they're underdogs because they're on the road to start. So I would say I'll take the Oilers in that series. 
Yeah, I, I, I like it too. I think that having one of the best players in the NHL helps. Um, I, I am going to be completely transparent and I don't know a ton about both of the teams, but um, having watched a couple of Edmonton games this year, just against the blues, seeing how that team plays, I, I like them as underdogs going into the series. If they do have value there to bet on. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I mean, I obviously don't have it in front of you, but they're underdogs in game one. Uh, so I imagine they're underdogs in the series. Um, I know the flames can be a little tricky, so I probably wouldn't, won't bet on too many of the games, but Maybe I'll bet on Oilers tomorrow night, Wednesday night, just for the for the hell of it. Um, we could just touch on real quick Rangers Hurricanes. I don't think that's going to be much of a series. I think the Hurricanes demolish them. I think so too. And I, I'm honestly in uh, in a selfish way rooting for the Hurricanes because they are based in Carolina, and if they somehow make the finals against the Blues, that's right down the road for me. I can go make a little day trip for a game uh, game one or two of the Stanley Cup Finals. So. <laughs> in in a selfish way, rooting for Carolina, <laughs> but a lot does have to happen for that to be the case. But I'm rooting for them purely out of selfish reason. Oh, ha- let's talk about this for a second. Have you seen? I don't know if it's new or what, but they're I'm gonna call it new. Their new logo, like the mm-hmm. yeah, like their logo with like the it's like the hurricane flags that they put on the beach. It's like that on a hockey stick. Look it up huh. real quick. If you can, if you I'm have about time, to, yeah, that's, but it, it throws me off because the way that it looks on their jerseys, it looks like a B and I oh, hate it. It does. Yeah. I, I just looked it up and it absolutely does look like a B. I hate that there's two, um, or well, unless that's, that's just like a ripped flag. That's the, hur- that's the hurricane flag. There's two of those. That's exactly uh-huh. how it looks when they put it out. Like when a hurricane's coming on the beach, like, you know how in like that, they have a high tide and they put out the red yep. flag or whatever. That's what they put out for a hurricane, which I mean, I like the idea. It's kind of clever, but it looks odd because it looks like a bee the way they have it on their jerseys. Yeah, it is a super cool design. I will give them that, but it does look like a bee. And that's <laughs> super, uh, super confusing for a team that doesn't even have a bee in either of their first nor last word of the. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it blows, <laughs> blows my mind. I don't know if, yeah anyway i had to mention that because yep. i was watching their game in the first round and i was like that looks cool but also fucking stupid oh they're so. currently using these mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, they wear them oh, all the time. I thought this was like a uh, like a next year like brand that they had redesigned and were coming out with to start next season. So no, they're wearing them right now. Yeah, I 
I don't know. Again, we could be totally missing the bus on this. They could have been wearing them forever, but <laughs> right. I just noticed them this year, so I brought it up. Um, so we think the Canes take that series. I don't think it's very competitive. I think that uh, the Rangers should have lost uh, the first round. So, And then we can cover the last one, Lightning Panthers. I had the I had before the Lightning won tonight four one. I had the Lightning taking it anyway. They're just an unstoppable team. Obviously, two cups in a row, and they just look ridiculous. Well, I think it's the epitome of the I've been here before notion, right? Like right. Th- this team is just consistently in the mix for the last several years. They have the experience, um, and th- and they're going into this against a Florida team who does not have the experience. Exactly. So, even though they were, correct me if I'm wrong, other than the Avalanche best team in the NHL, second best team, obviously, best in the East. So they they had a great record this year, um, really good run, but I think they ran into the wrong team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you just got, I, I again, no, I don't keep up on hockey like insanely amount like we do, obviously, NFL. Um, don't know how many like returning starters they had, but I imagine it's a decent amount. I know Pat Maroon's still on the team, so imagine Pat Maroon getting four rings in a row. Be nuts. <laughs> Be nuts. Well, that's what would happen. Yep. For for the blues sake, I hope that's not the case because I want to see the blues win it. But if the blues don't win it, be a good storyline. Yeah, exactly. So I have them winning, uh, and that's a perfect segue into the next thing because Spoiler alert, talking about Tampa Bay. Uh, we are going to compile our list of <laughs> of the uh, – sorry, Ashley was watching the Blues game. You can turn that on upstairs, YouTube, TV. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, damn it. Threw me off. Top 10 sports cities coming at you. We're going to compile our list. Do you want to go 1 to 10 or 10 to 1? Let's I, I think we should go 10 to 1. Let's let's finish it off with what okay. we consider our best sports city. Do you have do you have a list out that you made? I I have a few that I really considered and then I have a couple of you know, I think I think these are borderline top 10. Um okay. we can talk about Give, them, but throw me out then your number 10 and I will say like if I have them higher, then we can debate yep. on it. And if I and okay, so just throw give me give me your ten, and we'll see if it if we're gonna stick it there. All right, I'm gonna give you my ten, and it pains me to say it, just as a sports fan in general, because I know there's a lot of bandwagon fans with this city nowadays. But it is Tampa Bay. Um, you kind of segued into that's it your number ten. It's my number ten, and and the only reason I say it is because b- before Tom Brady moved to Tampa Bay and sign with the Buccaneers. Do we even think about that city outside of the lightning? Because the Rays haven't won a world series. They they've consistently been there and not turn, not in terms of the world series, but just in the playoffs. But maybe we need to kind of define how we're going to do this right now. So let's, let's start off by doing not all time greatest sports cities. We're going in the now in the now. So it could be like, you know, I wouldn't even say go as far back as the last decade. I'd say within the last, you know, like four to five, maybe six, seven years, um, 
It could be a combination of championships of the teams, playoff runs, attendance, you know, just like basic, like fan, like fan engagement, things like that. So okay. it doesn't necessarily have to be like, Oh, like a historic franchise type thing. Gotcha. The, okay. Say, yeah. Like, I'm good with that. Like if you were just going with like, I, I have New York on my list somewhere, but like, if you were just saying like, right. Oh, the Yankees, they won 27 rings. Well, they haven't won one <laughs> in a long time. And, so you can't really just use that. Years, yeah. So saying that, do you still want to keep Tampa Bay at 10 or do you want, or do you want to save them for later? Well, with recency bias, we'll probably save them for later. Just okay. being fully transparent. Yeah. Throw me out your next 10. Ooh, my next one. Now that we're talking about recency, <laughs> um, why don't you why don't you give me one and I'll try to reorder my uh, right. reorder mine. Well, you don't have to necessarily reorder, but like <laughs> I'll give you my ten and we'll and you can say like, oh, that's not a top ten sports city. I'm gonna go with Atlanta. Okay. Um. So we got the Hawks, we got the Falcons, we have the obviously we have Georgia in terms of just the college football team who just won a national championship. Um, who am I missing? The Braves, just Atlanta one. FC. Um, I think it's Atlanta FC. I probably just made that up. I'm not a soccer guy for all of you listening, but I know <laughs> they have a soccer team, so you're welcome. <laughs> but yes, I the threw, Braves. I threw Atlanta at 10. I threw Atlanta at 10 because of the fact that the Braves, yes, just won a World Series. You have the Hawks who have been kind of like, you know, competitive, and it seems like their fans are usually always there. Um and then the Falcons. I know their fans are very, very, very fair weather, but also die hard at the same time when they're good. They did make the, the Super Bowl run where they blew it, you know, a few years back, yada, yada. So I'm like, I think Atlanta close enough to be in the top 10, if not 10. No, no yeah. higher than 10. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a good pick. You just had two recent championships between the Braves with the world series and then Georgia with the national championship in football, because I would, even though they're in Athens, I'd still consider Atlanta a, a good proximity for that city. Right. I'm sure most Atlanta fans are Georgia fans. Um, you might have a few sprinkled in that are Alabama <laughs> fans or Auburn fans. I cannot imagine anybody in that city being Georgia tech fans. No offense. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we're totally forgetting it. Georgia Tech is literally yeah. in Atlanta. They're but, literally in yeah. that city, but you know, <laughs> it is what it uh, is. So, but yeah, so yeah, I, I don't we'll disagree. Atlanta at ten. Cool. I I am okay with that. I think that that's a all right. That's a solid pick. So, give me another bottom of your bottom of your top ten that you would have in the eight or nine slot. All right, I. Again, it was really hard for me to decipher then since we kind of switched gears here. But I actually have Miami. And I know that you might call me crazy, but a, a big piece of Miami and their loyalty is just, or in their, their fandom and top 10 sports cities is how loyal they are. I think you have a lot of really loyal Heat fans, a lot of really loyal Dolphins fans and a lot of really loyal Marlins fans for as limited as capacity as they get in their games. Um, obviously, the Heat have had recent success, um, even without a championship, in terms of making it to the finals back in 2020. Um, they had a run. I know that this is a little bit further out of the recency that we kind of talked about, but they had the run with LeBron in 11 through 14. 
the Dolphins have kind of come alive over the last couple of years. And I think that we'll kind of can see, we'll kind of see that continue to improve. But I, I ultimately just think that the fan base was the biggest reason that I put them on my list. Okay. It's tough <laughs> for me. Um, I would, I thought about possibly including them. So if you're good, if I can, we can put them at nine. The only thing that I can think of that would be an argument is the, is the baseball aspect and how bad the Marlins are. Yeah. And that the fact that and, they're and I thought about that, probably but... really low. How low is, is the MLB attendance for the Marlins? They are third to last. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. We'll put them at eight for now or nine for now. If we get teams, they can always be bumped out. I would almost venture to, to say Atlanta would flip flop with Miami. Okay. Miami should be the first one we kick out. So we're going to go yep. at Miami 10, Atlanta nine. There we go. I think that's fair. all right. Um, in my number nine spot, you're going to call me crazy. And this could be totally homer pick. Do not feel the need to, uh, or feel the need to, to tell me that I'm absolutely insane, but I have St. Louis at, no, I had St. Louis at number nine. I, I have no issues with that at all. I'll be honest with you. I probably would have had him higher. Um, and that probably is a little bit Homer, but for those of you outside St. Louis that have just like never experienced it, um, I'm going to be super biased for a second. Come to a Cardinals game, go to a blues game, go to, go to one of their playoff games, just be around the city during a game, whether that's ballpark village, um, on market street somewhere going down to wash Ave and you'll just see the culture that is St. Louis sports. And it's because we only have two teams, you know, the Rams left granted, we're getting a soccer team. And I think soccer is pretty big in St. Louis. Granted, I'm again, I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but I, I will admit that, like, I think the fandoms there in St. Louis, you'll see that, that that culture grow. You saw it with the Battle Hawks, just a, a random XFL team coming out of nowhere and the amount of support that they got in their first year that they had to open the upper bowl before COVID to let fans in just kind of shows the sports culture that's in this city. Yeah. So they and they have the, the Cardinals have top 10 attendance. The Blues had had top five attendance. Uh, this year, blues coming off a couple in a couple of years ago. Cardinals, obviously, I know we're not going to, we're not talking, we don't have to loop dynasty in there, but Cardinals are technically second best franchise in baseball, right behind the Yankees. Yep. So, with that being said, we get they get the best, the name best fans in baseball for a reason. So, I had the, the I had St. Louis at nine. So, with the open spot, we'll throw them in there at eight. I am absolutely good with that. That is going to make my number seven pick a little bit difficult. <laughs> so we might. All right, who'd you have in there? Um, I had Philadelphia again, like we kind of talked about. Hey, uh, I had them at eight. So yeah, amazing. Okay, then we're then we're good. Um, I, I think that that is the epitome of a dedicated sports city. Um, the fans are ruthless there, so I, you know, you can give or take how they treat the individuals that come in and out of that city. But you can tell that they're a passionate fan base and they've had success with, you know, you have the Sixers that are consistently making the playoffs as of late. The Penguins are making the playoffs consistently as of late. Um, The Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2018, so they've had success there. I know they haven't had a ton of success with the Phillies since 08, but they're they're always a, a decent baseball team to watch. And they have the roster there this year to maybe make some noise in the East, even though it's a very tough NL East. 
Um, but again, it's just a really good sports city based purely on the fan base and fan culture. Now, yeah. Now we're not saying uh, to go visit Philadelphia because <laughs> I will say that their fans are, are, from what I've heard, pretty garbage. But they are loyal and they love their sports. And that's kind of what we're going off of is like success, fan culture, fan engagement, things like that. Now you could be like, oh, well, you had fucking Miami in there at 10. Well, that's a little bit different. Like every every city is a little bit different in terms of how you support your city. Philadelphia, obviously, that's why they've earned the number seven spot on our list because they are so diehard. But at the same time, it is Philly. There are some cons about it. So, yeah, I like that. I like that pick um, at number seven. Number six, I have one. I don't know if this is off the wall, crazy reaching San Francisco. Nope. I had them almost in my top five. So you're good. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So you got obviously the 49ers who have had an incredible, incredible success over the last few years going to the Super Bowl, really blowing it to the Chiefs, yada, yada, yada. Now you have technically now uh, the Warriors, now that they moved across the bay, right? Because they're in San Fran now, right? Or are they still technically? I uh, e- either way, it, it, to me, it's the same place. It's yeah, they're right place. across the bay from one another. Uh, so you have the Warriors, who, I mean, it's the Warriors. They won what three championships in four years? Yeah, uh, a little while back. And then Giants, who year in year out, last year they were predicted to be one of the worst MLB teams, and the run that they went on was incredible. Uh, who am I missing? Giants. You, well, you uh, talked about Giants, Warriors, um, Niners. I mean, I, I mean, I you can loop in like the o- Oakland Athletics, who I know haven't been like successful postseason wise, but they've had some good runs in recent years. Um, obviously, it's been a long time since they've won anything, so it's hard to loop them in. Um, you can loop in the San Jose. And now I'm blanking on their NHL team, but that's just like right up the road. <laughs> the Sharks. Sharks. Jesus. They they've had really some playoffs that recently. Yeah, they're like an hour up the road. It's really not that far. Um, so you've Down had the they've had some recent success. So <laughs> they, they, I mean, there's there's a lot of sports culture up there. It's it's a very big like melting pot of cities i guess between san francisco oakland and san jose but they have good sports teams but they have good sports regardless teams, so. and always yep. good show out levi stadium always packed uh, uh yeah you're not gonna say shit about the oakland we're not even looping oakland a's <laughs> attendance in this there the, uh, the niners success has been so good there. that the rams had to limit their ticket sales for the NFC championship game to just people in LA. So just keep that in mind that they had to try to intentionally keep Niners fans out of the city for that game. There you go. So we have them at six. We could possibly bump them up as right now. That's where they are. Uh, Five. Who you got? So I have them a little bit higher on my list and you can, you can argue against me if you want to, but I have New York and it's simply just because of their lack of recent success. Um, you have the Yankees. I had New York a little, yeah, I had New York yep. lower, but just due to the fact that it's New York, they've kind of just gotten higher based on who we've gotten up there. So yeah, that's fine with me at five. Yeah. 
The only the only reason I put them up here more towards five, I, I think that they're obviously a very rich history in terms of being a sports city, but in terms of recency. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. There hasn't been a, I don't know if there's been any championships won on any of those teams in the last 10 years, but if you want to look outside of that, obviously Yankees, one of the winningest teams of all time. Um, Rangers have shown recent success in the NHL. You have the Mets who've had success in the past. Um, and obviously are very good this year so far. Um, you want to loop it over to the NBA. The Knicks are a very storied and rich franchise. The Nets were very That's good thing, this though, year. Is it like a lot for a lot of it is just uh, like history. Like they, yep. the fact that they have been so good over such a long period of time. But at the same time, they haven't been that great as of recent years. Like I can't, like you said, I can't remember the last time that a New York team has won any championship of any kind. Um, and it does lack, it probably from what I imagine never been to New York city, but it would lack the like feel of just, Hey, this is a sports town. Cause it's not cause people go there for all sorts of different reasons. Like you're not going to go there and be like, wow, team loves baseball. Right. The city loves yeah, baseball. absolutely. Unless you're like a, like a, a dedicated like Yankees, Mets, Jets, Giants fan. Like if you're coming in for a game, you're you're most likely just coming in a, for a game to experience a game at Yankee Stadium or Barclays or Madison Square Garden. Um, you're not coming in because you you really enjoy the team. Um, exactly. So I think I think that's a big difference for that. Yeah, like when the Yankees, you know, win a game, eighty five percent of the city could probably give two shits less at the end of the night. So, uh, yeah, I like that. We, I mean, we have to include them, obviously, because they're just such a big market. It is yep. a big sports city. Um, but at number five, I think that's a good spot. Number four. It's going to get tough. Number four, um, I am going – I guess we could do them here. We're, I think Tampa Bay could go here. I had them a little higher. But, again, mainly due to their recent success rather than – not I can't we can't put them top three just because they have recent success, right? So yeah, number I'm, four I'm obviously you got the Rays who have been good over the last couple of years, the Lightning back to back Stanley Cup champions. You got the Bucks who won Super Bowl two years ago, um, just insane an insane like sports town right now and what they're going through. Obviously, top in attendance and everything. So right now. They may be number one, but technically you could probably get like if if they have a down year, 
they bump back to four, which is realistic in yeah. terms of what they are. Because five years ago, they probably weren't even top ten. No, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I know the Bucks won a Super Bowl in what oh three, but that out, outside of that, what have they won before two thousand and twenty with the Lightning and then the Bucks and then the Lightning again and the Rays making the World Series? Um, that there really wasn't a whole lot in that city before that. So, um, in terms of recency, I, I think that's a great spot for them. Um, but in terms of history it's not quite there yet. Yeah, I agree. All right. So I had him at four. I know you had him at 10, but we switched it up a little bit the way that we're doing things. So we got him at four top three sports cities. I we're probably going to have some, some similar ones here. Who do you got? Yeah, I, I had to put at three just based on kind of the things we've talked about. I think is Chicago. Um, I don't know if you had them at all. I did not have them at all. Interesting. Okay. I, again, this, this to me, and this kind of was again before the parameter set of recency, because obviously recency Chicago hasn't won shit. And I am so happy to say that because I hate all a, things, Chicago sports. <laughs> that, so and that's kind of why I did it. Like as of right now, I don't think they're top 10 because they're good at literally nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. the bulls made the playoffs this year, but that's literally it, dude. Yeah, and I and I won't argue against you if you have three better teams that deserve to be in this spot because again, like I said, this was more for me putting somebody in based on history as opposed to recency because I do look at that just Chicago in general and kind of their rich sports culture of of their fandom. As much as I hate their fans, I know that they're dedicated. I mean, Cubs fans sat through 108 years and they're about to sit through 108 more, but um, they sat through 108 years of of bad play and then they they stuck with them until they won a world series and i hope they don't ever win one again but then you had the bulls yeah. winning six championships in the 90s and the the Sox fans are super dedicated the blackhawks won three stanley cups in the 2010s but i do agree based on recency yes in the last six years they have not won anything so they probably don't deserve to be on this list based on that so i don't have them on my list but i'm okay with throwing them in there so let's do this we're going to bump Miami out. We're okay. going to bump Atlanta back to 10, and we're going to put Chicago in there at 9. Because as like of it. right now, I, again, could be being a totally biased douche right now, but as of right now, I do think <laughs> St. Louis is a better sports city than Chicago. I've had better sports experiences <laughs> in St. Louis and than in Chicago, and I've been to both. So um, – just just personally, and that maybe that's because I was a St. Louis fan coming to a Chicago sporting event and they didn't welcome me. But on the flip side, I think that St. Louis fans would welcome Chicago fans more than Chicago fans would welcome St. Louis fans. That's just me. There we go. I agree. So, yeah, we're going to bump Chicago down to nine just because, and again, we're not solely doing it on recent success, but Chicago is kind of one of those fair weather cities where when their teams aren't doing good, no one really shows out and their teams are doing shit right now. So that's what, that's where we're putting them. Number three, I had Dallas. Mm. So okay. Mavs, obviously I feel like they're diehard Mavs fans year in, year out, whether they make the playoffs or not right now, doing really good. Dallas Cowboys, number one in attendance, literally just about every year. I mean, the Dallas, as much as I, I don't really love Dallas, like I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Uh, 
their fans are always there. They are so, so, so diehard. Um, you have the stars who uh, it seems like they're in the playoffs playing the blues literally every year. And then you also have the Texas Rangers who haven't been that great as of late, but have had some storied success in the past loss to the Cardinals in the playoffs or in the, in the world series, but whatever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I have Dallas in there at number three could, could tell me I'm wrong, but that's where I have them. I don't think you're wrong because I thought about throwing them into my, my list. Um, that's actually the one that I did not have on my list, but I, I think if we're talking about recency deserves to be there, the, the Cowboys have been good in recent years. I know that they haven't quite lived up to expectations of Cowboys fans, but I don't think that team will ever live up to expectations of Cowboys fans unless they win the Super Bowl. So that's going to be just like a tough, tough uh, note to live by. But yeah, you're right. The Mavs have had success. Um, the Stars were in the playoffs this year. Again, they were in the playoffs, I, I believe, the last last year and the year before that as well. So they've had success on the NHL side of things. So yeah, they and, and they have dedicated fans. You're not wrong about that either. That's what I'm saying. It's like <clears throat> one of those cities where it's like, oh, I want to go to a game there. And I think going to a game at AT&T, Cowboy Stadium would be, you know, on on the top list just because of how nice and extremely immaculate it is. So put them at three. If we have if we have to bump them down due to the next two, we can. Who do you got at two? I, I think we might have the same top two. So correct me if I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sure we do. And and let me know which way you're gonna flip flop them. But it's Los Angeles and Boston. Um it is Los Angeles yeah, and Boston. I don't know I how I, want to <laughs> I think right now current today I'd have to put Boston at two and that's yep, just because I agree. Yep. Los Angeles has had the Dodgers win a world series. You've had the Lakers win uh, an NBA finals. The Kings are making the playoffs consistently. The Clippers made the playoffs. Um, you figure, you're forgetting the Rams that just won the, the Rams won a super bowl. bowl. You got the chargers um, who are going to be great this year. Yep. I mean, granted their fans are kind of garbage, like very, very, again, not like what you would imagine a sports city being, but in terms of just teams right now, they have to be number one. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to argue with that. that. They're yeah. the success that they're seeing is, is kind of unparalleled right now. Maybe Tampa Bay is the only one you could compete with in terms of the high quality of success, I guess, in terms of ratio to amount of teams you have in the city, because the, Tampa Bay has like two out of their three teams winning championships, whereas LA has, I guess, three out of six teams winning championships, which is 16. pretty high quality as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think Los Angeles is for sure. Number one, Boston is, it's just hard to argue putting them not in the top two because of the Bruins consistently being one of the best teams in the NHL, the Patriots, obviously with their super storied run of super bowls, the Red Sox winning a, World Series as recently as 2018, I believe it was. Um, it was so in the last just, four years. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, and, and obviously their fans, their fans are very, very, very diehard, which again, it's, it's kind of how you want to measure it. Their fans are very diehard, whereas a lot of LA fans probably aren't. But in terms of success, that's where success in yeah. history, we value that more than Tampa Bay, who has won the most probably titles recently than than almost anyone else on this list other than LA. So real qu- yeah. real quick rundown 
for you guys, we've got Los Angeles as the number one sports city. We go Boston, Dallas, Tampa, New York, San Francisco, Philly, St. Louis, Chicago, Atlanta. Um, are there any that you had that you were like, ooh, they could have made this list, but right there? I I don't know if they should have made this list, but I'll throw out an honorable mention to Denver. Um, you've got, I, I think Broncos fans are, are pretty dedicated fans as ruthless as they might be on their players. Shout out Drew Locke. He's going to have so much success in Seattle. I'm speaking it into existence. Um, <laughs> but then you have the Nuggets who've, who've been up and coming with their team and their success back-to-back MVPs with one of their best players, obviously Nikola Jokic. Um, and then the Rockies, I mean, they made a World Series in 2007. They've been kind of dog shit since. They're actually having an okay year this year, which is surprising a lot of people. It's very early, but not going to be a playoff team, but still kind of seeing some success regenerate after the Nolan Arenado trade and one of the worst sports trades in history. Um, so, I, I mean, they have some some high-quality teams there, and I think that their fans kind of help out with that. So I give them an honorable mention, but not going to make my top ten. All right, honorable mention goes to them. My honorable mention I had goes to Milwaukee. Um, Brewers been very good lately, um, kind of over the last what? What would you say? How many years? I, I give them, I give them five, but they've obviously had success a little bit before that too. So, but yeah. five consistently. And then you got the Bucks, who obviously won the NBA championship last year. Um, obviously been pretty good ever since Giannis came into town. Their fans seem to be seem to be really well versed in terms of supporting their teams, uh, especially the Bucks. I was in Milwaukee like I don't know five years ago or so, uh, kind of walking around the downtown area, me and my family, and like it's like a Bucks pop up store, like in like one of the parks. It's like it was pretty cool to be around, and obviously you could tell that they support their team a lot. So. I would put them right there, um, right on the cusp, just because, and I mean, like, they don't really have an NFL team. I guess you consider kind of the Packers-ish. Yeah. I mean, they're super far north, but they're the only football team in the state, so. Yeah. Uh, And then just because of that, it's like NBA and MLB aren't going to really get you a top ten on the list. So, But we we put MLB and NHL on on our list for the Blues (laughs) or for the Cardinals. Damn it, St. Louis! Uh, but they've they've had a little bit more success than than everyone else. So, uh, yeah. So that's my honorable mention. There's our top ten cities, sports cities. Thought that'd be cool for you guys. Sorry, we, sorry, Jared, we had to do it without you. But something to talk about on a, on a little bit of a duller night, absolutely duller week. So that is all we have for this week. Ethan, got anything else to add? I don't think so. Um, I'll quickly touch on uh, something that we talked about a couple weeks ago. The MLB umpires are still absolute garbage. That's all I'm going to say. The only reason I brought that up is because I was watching the Cardinals game earlier today, and I might have seen the worst fair slash foul ball call of all time. If you didn't see it, look it up. There was a swing on a Mets player who hit a ball down the first baseline, hit the first base bag, Goldschmidt picked it up, tagged first, and the home plate umpire said that the ball hit off of the batter's shin and was foul ball because it hit off the player. 
Upon further review, the ball was nowhere close to the batter, never even got close to hitting him in the shin, leg, knee, thigh, whatever you want to call it. Um, Might have been the worst call I've ever seen, and umps have just been atrocious in the two weeks since we've talked about it. So not great. We'll see if it improves, but yeah. Not getting any better. The the dead ball thing we talked about getting a little better. Of course, after we say that, I've just seen a bajillion, million home runs. Yeah. Uh, but still, balls are just being hit out at a very inconsistent rate. You got the same velocity, same angle, same ball speed, uh, and the balls are just going not as far. On, yeah, like when when compared. So that's the thing. Also, got the PGA Championship this weekend. Didn't really talk about a lot. Uh, didn't really feel the need to didn't also been super swamped have had no time to prep for it so we'll put out we'll put out some pics and stuff for that just on twitter and and everything and whatnot so follow it there but that's gonna wrap it up for this week if not next week if nothing crazy happens uh we'll see you the following week and it'll probably still be ethan so we'll see you guys later all right peace peace Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.